Music for the show by Jeff Smith, Silent Partner, and Hans-Peter Kagerud, Publishing and Slack Sorry, 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 Chris. Who are you? I'm HP, Hans-Peter. Oh. So it's HP Kogerud. HP Kogerud. Well, that's close enough. I have mispronounced your name for 14 years. I know. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's okay. <sighs> okay, just let's just begin the show. Today's episode is supported by Photo Plus. Join the photography and videography community at Photo Plus 2019, October 24th to 26th at the Javits Convention Center in New York City. This three-day photography and videography event exposes you to everything you need to improve your business and hone your craft. Get your hands on the newest gear from leading brands and hear practical tips during interactive sessions led by well-known experts directly in their booths. Visit photoplusexpo.com and use promo code TOPFLOOR to register for free. This is Tips from the Top Floor, episode 878 for September the 12th, 2019. Hey, Elon, welcome. It's Chris Markward, another episode of Tips from the Top Floor. And yeah, <laughs> you heard him right at the top of the show. A very special guest in the house today. And you all know him? Or at least, uh, you know, a song that he recorded about 20 years ago. Here's a little hint. Yep. <laughs> and wh while I wanted to get him on this podcast for the longest time, I, you know, I expected it to be maybe like a 10 or 15 minute discussion about music. But uh, when he when he showed up, when we finally talked, you know, t t all of a sudden time was flying and it turned into this delightful 45 minutes about about life, about creativity, and how it all connects in uh, our internet-fueled culture. Uh, so I'm really happy we talked, and you're in for a treat. Before we get to the discussion, I'd just like to quickly point you to another podcast that I was a guest on, and uh, that's the Behind the Pod podcast by DJ Podgorny, uh, where he and I talk about generating revenue in the age of podcasting. And it's a really, really interesting discussion, um, both about my history and a bit about his. And this is available as an audio podcast and also as a YouTube video. Um, so I had a camera on me. You'll find the links to both of those in the show notes. Um, and oh, and also <laughs> I've just recently received a question. Hey, is your show available on uh, platform X, Y, or Z. I get these all the time. So I've spent some more time getting tips from the top floor on even more platforms. So in addition to your like favorite podcatcher, which is probably how you're listening to this right now, you can also listen to tips from the top floor on the, uh, of course, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Spreaker, on Google Podcasts, uh, even on YouTube. This show, get a copy with just a not not a video, but uh, you can use YouTube to listen to it. Uh, especially, um, pe some people seem to like that because it is available, and some other things are blocked where they work, that kind of stuff. So, anyway, it's out on pretty much any platform you can imagine. So uh, you can get to the show wherever you like. Links, li links, links to all those are in the show notes, of course. And now we finally get to. H.P. Kogerud, I think is how it's pronounced. <laughs> anyway, here we go. 
Okay, um, uh, here we are. I have uh, the man on the show that you all know. Um, you've heard his work on almost every single episode of this podcast. I know there are some of you who are very particular about his work, or rather about like one single song that he has written. And no, I think not just written, performed, recorded, and produced at one point when I tried to change it. Um, I received so much email that I brought it back right away. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about the man who is responsible for the tips from the top floor closing theme. Don't matter where you go. Um, Hans Petter, or, or HP, as you call yourself, which I just found out. Uh, welcome to Tips from the Top Floor. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> It's just amazing. I mean, this is 14 years, right? I've been doing this show for 14 years. Yeah, I was actually saying that to to a friend of mine. It's it's been a while. Your show, your your song has been on the air for fourteen years every week. Um, yeah, your sales must have been gone going through the roof because of my show. <laughs> a colleague of mine said the other day that the internet is almost full. Yes. Uh, and remember that when I released this this song, I was actually one of the first artist in Norway to mm -hmm. use the internet as a distribu distribution platform. And uh, what I discovered uh, quite uh, early, which everyone discovers now, is that there's no money in the internet when you get streams or stuff like that. So, <laughs> and, so and we're not just talking we're not just talking about Spotify, we're just talking about the general uh, internet being the general vehicle for releasing things. Well, that particular song, Don't My We Go, and all the other stuff that I release is available on, I think, about 60, 70, or 80 different streaming services. So it's everywhere where you might want to listen to your music, but it doesn't generate any any big money. The big money is still in radio and sales. Radio sales, and if, and if you're famous enough in touring... Yeah, and touring, of course. And, and, and to, to be frank, when I do, I do tour a bit, and I do play my own songs, and That gives you money, but yeah. stream, streaming, however, not so much. <sighs> so we're still fighting the fight of getting the names out and everything. Sometimes it helps to be early to to be on among the first to do something, like with podcasting. This two thousand five when this started, and uh, I, I was looking to for some theme packaging of uh, the podcast and I remember finding Don't Matter Where You Go and I remember um, sending an email I still have these old emails somewhere in my old Gmail box <laughs> and uh, yeah you were so gracious to, to allow me to use them and It's it's been on there ever since, and I've no. But I would presume that you're not in it for the money either. You're doing it because you love photography. Yeah, and for, and for me, that uh, if you listen to that song, it's uh, it's a breakup song naturally. It's it, it, that, that's that's what I that's what I when I listened to the lyrics, which took me a while to actually listen to them because I'm German, and uh, so I I listened to it for the music, and it's a, it's a hymn, right? It's this it's this thing you can sing along, and it has a very powerful chorus. Um, but yeah, it's it's about a guy, uh, or is it about a guy who's who's breaking up with a with his girlfriend? Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of communication, so when, uh, most of the stuff I write it tends to be personal. So when when I uh, I'm stuck with someone who is unable to communicate, that will uh, most likely tick me off, which 
this one particularly did. So mm-hmm. uh, it goes to say that uh, two years after that song was released, I was divorced. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Oh, this goes much deeper than I expected. it goes quite much deeper. But but still, you're not in it for the money. Yeah. Uh, of course, when I started out f- with that particular album that that song is from, it was uh, with the intention of, of getting discovered or maybe getting a record deal. Of course, because back then it has. It actually meant something to have a record deal. Now it doesn't mean yeah. nothing. So uh, anyone can get it. So I have a decent publishing deal now. So everything I release goes out to every corner of the world, and and the streaming numbers are quite uh, decent. I mean, I'm I'm passing half a million streams now uh, as we speak. Mm-hmm. So I'm not complaining, but I'm not in it for for fame or fortune or anything. I'm in it because. Whenever you take a photography and you succeed with getting the lights right, getting the object right, and, and, and you were there at that particular time and, and, and moment in time where you captured something amazing, then the feeling you get afterwards is so fulfilling. Oh, and it's totally. the same thing. It's the same thing with making music. It's the same thing with making anything. If you're a painter or, if you're, or you're a composer, if you, manage to capture the moment in time, then it gives you sort of a feeling that is amazing. Yes, I'm totally with you. And the the interesting thing is the, the income that uh, I don't make a lot of them on my own photography. It's a lot of is it, it is um, uh, it's from the periphery. It's from um, maybe a sponsorship deal on the podcast or some photo tours that I do that the podcast kind of uh, helps as a as a as a promotion platform, which was never originally the intention. It just happened over time. So it's really interesting how this whole thing played out. And I think I think uh, both you when when you started in music and I with the podcasting is uh, we we both started at a time when. There was huge change ahead, and we 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 fell right into that change. Yeah. So the the good thing is that we were able to 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 communicate with the world in an easier way. The yeah. the less less good thing is that we don't make any money out of it. <laughs> but we're happy. That's important. We're, but we're happy, and it's it's uh, the the feeling of getting things done yes. by. And for me, making music is the same thing as it's exactly the same thing as taking pictures because yeah. it's a timestamp it, it's a, whatever you experience that particular day or something that affects you and you create a timestamp a picture would be a more clear manifest of that because you can see a picture says more than a thousand words right well but, but a song too right a, a song if you dig deeper into it and you connect to the to 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 the the, the how the song plays and then the lyrics and then the the mood so it's it's basically the same thing it's just a different way to do it mm-hmm. so um just briefly back to the song don't matter where you go uh because it is so ingrained with tips from the top floor um the song itself is i think now 90 uh, 2019 um, it must have must have about its twentieth anniversary. It's twenty years old. Yeah, it's about twenty years old. I think I wrote it um, 
1998, 1999 or it was so. An, it was an, I think it was, a, I just did some research. You had an album out in, in 1999, This Is The Time, yeah. uh, where this was on. So um, so when I found it, it was already five years old. So for you, this is really this time capsule that takes you back to that time. Yeah, and th that particular album was a lot of songs when I really attempted to, to get somewhere with my music and mm -hmm. and the ambitions were perhaps a bit higher than than uh, than uh, than they should have been. I I wanted to be a rock star. I'm a bass player. I used to be on stage a lot, but it never really panned out to become a rock star. Um, so yeah, but, yeah. but I, I was fortunate enough to to tour with yes. uh, with people who were at the top. And uh, to be frank, it's not that big a deal. You yeah. get to play, but you don't earn that much money. You get to be on the stage. You get to be idolized because they don't know who you are, and you're on with the with the stars on the stage. But nevertheless, uh, I would actually be honest and say to create music for myself is much more rewarding than standing on stage with uh, the current number one. Well. Because the latter to success, it it never stops. It's, it's the craziest thing when you produce thing and you have success. Then you'll always be measured to your previous success. So if you do something that is equal as successful as the last thing you did, then you're not successful anymore. Right. Which is quite peculiar because if you do anything as good as you did it last year, that should be rewarded, right? But it's not. Not inside art because you have to develop all the time. So where does it end? Well, you have to come up with something new. You have to reinvent yourself and re yeah. then reinvent yourself and, again. And where does it end? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It ends at uh, at a point where someone else will come along and do something that's even more amazing, and then <laughs> yes, and then you are yesterday's news, which and means forgotten. that it, yes, and so that means that it it, it is a, a a road to to Neverland, really. Mm. So uh, uh, and um, yeah, we all have dreams, and we would like to be successful, but success is a is a bitter pill because well, it. But success is also very, very. Um, let's say to today we have <clears throat> we have all these pockets, all these bubbles um, where things happen inside, and uh, you can be the biggest fish in a, in a small pond and still feel really good about it. You know. Mm, absolutely. We'll be back to the discussion in just a minute, but first a quick word by our sponsor, HoneyBook. When you dreamt of starting your business, did you dream about all those admin tasks like drafting proposals and contracts and tracking down payments? If that wasn't part of your vision, you need HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, booking contracts and invoices all in one place. HoneyBook makes it simple to run your business better. Professional templates, e-signatures and built-in automation keep everything on track. And HoneyBook can even consolidate services you already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, MailChimp and Gmail. No wonder it's the number one choice for client and business management for freelancers and business owners. And right now, HoneyBook is offering you, the listeners of Tips from the Top Floor, 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash top floor. Payment is flexible and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash top floor for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash top floor. Back to the discussion. 
So, um, what else is going on in your musical life? What else well, has happened since? I'm releasing albums uh, <laughs> almost every week. No, not every week, <laughs> but but uh, I, I released two albums last year. One was a mastodont of an album. It was with 30 songs. It's in Norwegian though, but uh, it was like I felt that I, like I wanted to to get those songs like wrapped up and finished. And then uh, I released a very successful album uh, called Nightwatch, which was uh, an ambient. If you like Evangelis or Jean Michel Jarre, or I, I, an, an I felt a bit like Jean Michel Jarre sometimes, just a little bit. Or what, what, where was where was Liquid Courage, the song Liquid Courage on? Yeah, that's from the Nightwatch. Yeah. That's from Nightwatch. Yeah, when I listened to that, I I had this interesting kind of flashback, just a little bit. Yeah, so that that's uh, so, uh, and I'm completely unable to put myself in a genre or any mm -hmm. type. So uh, when I released uh, just uh, last week, uh, Daywatch, which is you might presume the 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 follow up to Nightwatch, it it is still an instrumental album, but it, that's from the other part of my 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 musical uh, childhood when. When I was a when I was a kid, I grew up. I would listen to Evangelis and and, um, and Jean Michel. Mm -hmm. and later on, I would uh, be a big fan of M eighty three. If you know them, uh, I heard of them. Yes, yeah, they made the music for for the movie with uh, Tom Cruise, The Oblivion, amongst others. Okay, done a lot of music for background music for Top Gear. Uh, they they like to do huge uh, soundscapes. Uh, and I'm a fan of that. So, so that's how Nightwatch evolved. And, but in, on the other hand, when I played in a band, it was also almost like sports, you know, if you could find something really difficult to play. Right. So it would be like, uh, Mezzo Forte from Iceland, uh, <laughs> uh, level 42, yes. um, uh, Koinonia, Spiragaira and stuff like that, which is quite, quite hard to play. And, It's completely different. So it's, it's like jazz rock, smooth jazz with, with odd figures and, and complicated riffs. So, uh, so, so, so now I've done that. Uh, currently I'm working on two different stuffs. One would be a sort of pop follow up to this is the time, the same kind of, which is pop songs. Uh, and the other one would be more progressive again, which is, But they all evolve from the same stuff. It's just when things go progressive, it's more like in in the in the likes of Yes, uh, Porcupine Tree. Right. But when it's pop, it's again '80s pop where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Same here. And so, um, and I got the, a couple of singles that I released earlier this summer: Mr. President and '88, '88, which is a hymn to going back to '88. So, um, but I, I don't, I don't feel like being stuck in, in one place. So, and I'm learning the guitar pretty heavily now. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> never, never too late to improve on anything. For the first time in my life in actually 35 years, I'm, I'm single. Mm -hmm. I've never been single before in my adult life. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of spare time. So I'm sitting with the guitar uh, in the evenings and, and, and uh, rehearsing riffs. A lot of practicing. Yeah, so yeah. Just... I I see that I see that with photography on my side as well. That uh, the, I, the the I've never had the feeling that now I'm now, now I have arrived 
it's always something more to learn. And I mean, it's the same with music. And with photography, I, I open up a door into a new genre or something or a new technique or a new kind of camera or something. And then that turns out to be a huge uh, endeavor. And then I, d I dive into that and it never gets boring. And it's the no, same and, it, and but it seems like people would like to put you in one spot and say, that's what of you course. do. Of course. But uh, we do this with other people, don't we? Yes, of course. It's a natural yeah. thing. Yeah, it's very natural. I mean, if you uh, can you think about it now, it's a m much wider perspective. But back in the 80s and the 90s, if, if let's say a movie star wanted to uh, to sing, <laughs> oh, like, no, kind of stick, what, stick to what you do. You know, I mean, you know, back in the 70s, when I was a child, there were like soccer players recording albums. And that was yeah. un unheard of and horrible, by the way. They were not good yeah, well, the, I remember Andy Cole's single. It was <laughs> terrifying. But, uh, I mean, take uh, Patrick Swayze when he did uh, the She's Like the Wind. Right. It is actually a good song. Yeah. But it was so bashed at the time. Did he write it? it? Yeah. He wrote it himself, okay. And he sang it. it it's okay. a great song. And, uh, of course, now he's dead, so now we can say that it, well, it was a good song. <laughs> it's too late, though. <laughs> it's too late, though. And it's the same thing when, uh, if a singer wanted to do, be an actor. And we tend to say that, why? You're a singer. <laughs> I, I think, though, that the, there is now, I think now people have more permission to be more things than just one. I mean, just looking at Donald Glover, for example, Childish Gambino, he's a, he's a musician, he's, an, he's a great actor, he's a great musician. Um, I, th I think that maybe, maybe the internet has changed that perception a bit, at least, or something. Yeah, it made, it made the world smaller in every, <clears throat> in every sense of the word. Yeah. Take Justin Timberlake, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who, would, who would have thought when you, when you started out with NSYNC that he would be the uh, not only an actor or a great artist, but also one of the most celebrated hosts of Saturday Night Live. Right. As a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> so, uh, no, so let's, let's just do stuff when we feel like doing it. If, we, if, you, if it's inside you, get it out. And, and we have the vehicle to get it out. And that's important because that has really changed everything. Not always to the better, but it has changed everything. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a question of how do you feel? Right. Uh, in uh, in Mushan here where I live, we have uh, the longest stone stairs in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an amazing uh, arena for taking pictures. Uh, we have Sherpas from from uh, Tibet mm -hmm. who has built a, a stairway to the top of the mountain. It's three thousand stairs. Wow. Steps, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and you can actually, in, in quite uh, small shoes, you can actually walk to the top of the mountain, which is 813 meters above sea level. Uh, and people take pictures. They post it everywhere, Instagram, wherever. Sure. So... Uh, I forgot where I started out with this. Uh, <laughs> I I have this I have this uh, this um, realization that everything is coming full circle at one point or another, and this is the case where um, you're from Norway. 
I have just a few years ago um, discovered my love for the area. When I was in uh, up in Lofoten in February, I almost we almost met because you live just I don't know a couple of hundred miles south from that. Oh, it's it's a bit further than that. Oh, that, but, 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 but it's still but, close. But, uh, it's pretty close. Yeah, in today's terms, it's still close. It m might be quite a kind of curvy to drive down there, but um, it still is. In the it's four or five hours by car. So, right. <laughs> but but we but don't have the roads the that you have in Germany. Yeah, well then. You, I could have taken the ship, I guess. But uh, this this is the one thing that that this is coming full circle. You're just telling me about the stairs having built by by Sherpas from from Tibet. I've been there. I have friends in Nepal, uh, Sherpa friends. So there's a lot of coming full full circle everywhere. And it, well, it's peculiar also that that something as trivial as building stairs. If you walk those stairs and you think about that, these stairs have been built by men with their hands and a spear. Mm -hmm. And uh, we complain about sitting in an office, uh, getting tired eyes by watching a uh, widescreen uh, monitor. <laughs> yeah. So, Some, something I've, is weird. Something is definitely weird. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> we're just I think we're just getting older and a little bit wiser over time. Well, uh, not I'm not getting political here. There is a single, there is a single from HP Kagerud though. It's called Mr. President. I'm not saying which president. Uh-huh. But it's going to be huge. Okay. Uh and uh and if you think about the world we are having where political statements can be like that. And this is where we are. Yeah, it's it's uh, so. Uh, I, I'm saying just embrace what you do, embrace the possibilities you have. Don't be that that uh, concerned about general success. Success might be what you experience and the feelings that you treasure. That your own personal success. So mm, musically. Is there what changed for you over the last fifteen years? Biggest change would be that, uh, of course, uh, the studio has been reduced from being a huge uh, bunch of gear yeah. to being a powerful Mac and a microphone. Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, I'm quite productive, so I have to learn the bass and the guitar and some drums to do stuff that I usually would hire in people to do, and then or program, uh, so it sounds much more uh, live. I'm not a tremendous guitar player, but uh, if I do take the time, and then again, you have the tools, like you have with pictures, you can edit, and you can remove stuff, and you can fix it, and and move it a bit so it's, it's in the right place. You can do the same stuff with music, so for me, it's been uh, more of a question of finding myself and with finding myself i also found out that i'm i'm a split personality on as you say on the left side you have jean michel and on, on the right side you have a heavy dude playing progressive rock from the 70s <laughs> so um let's step away from music for a second uh because this is after all a photography show um does photography play any any meaningful role in your life 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, I did. Uh, I remember vividly when I bought my first digital camera, and you you had the opportunity to to see your uh, your your pictures uh, straight away yeah. on the back of the screen. This must have been, I think, beginning of the two thousands. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you uh, evolved to, to 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 the to the place we are now, where you have a smartphone, which have cameras that are way over the first digital. Isn't it ones. amazing how smartphones have come along? They are taking the bread. They they're taking the they're taking the 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 lunch of the big corporations right now. Big yeah, time. they are. Yep. And and uh, they are even taking better pictures than uh, some cameras does because they are basically lying because they have filters and. So you can, you can adjust stuff to, to, and I just, I just did that. I was up the stairs that I was telling you about and I took a picture of a, a rainbow. It's on my Instagram account, by the way. So, uh, and there was a rainbow coming down and I, then I tweaked the, the filters. So it looks like there's a huge black stormy cloud coming, which it really wasn't. It yeah. was a cloud, but it was an, an interesting cloud. But with the filters, it looked dramatic, and and this gives people opportunity in the same way as music. To, to everyone can be a photographer, everyone can be an artist. Very, very would true. It, very true, and it's it, it's putting a lot of power into people's hands. I uh, when when you talked about the recording and the music technology changing over time, uh, we're seeing this. We're seeing the same thing there. Um, you could if. You need a microphone and a smartphone, and you record. You can record an entire album with that. You can. There have there are albums built with GarageBand from Apple. It's doable. Yeah. It's actually doable from from some from, from scratch, and they can take the album cover uh, image with their smartphone. It's creepy, really. Excuse the interruption. We'll be right back after these words. This episode is also supported by Photo Plus. You've established a solid career, but these days it can be tough to shine among growing competition. What are you doing to make sure you're up to date with the latest trends, technologies and techniques? Register for Photo Plus 2019. This three-day photography and videography event exposes you to everything you need to improve your business and hone your craft. Get your hands on the newest gear from leading brands and hear practical tips and tricks during interactive sessions led by well-known experts, exhibitors, host education sessions directly in their booths. Topics cover everything from lighting, composition and design to image capture, retouching and storage and better promoting yourself and your work. No matter your speciality, you'll connect with peers and creative leaders and gain access to a full spectrum of technical and tactical knowledge to put into action right away. Your competition continues to elevate. Take the time to invest in your craft. Join the entire photography and videography community at PhotoPlus 2019, October the 24th to 26th at the Javis Convention Center in New York. Visit PhotoPlusExpo.com and use promo code TOPFLOOR to register now for free. It's creepy, really. <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah, yeah, it is, it is. And it will, it will not, that development will not stop. It will, uh, same, same when, when I started with my, with my tiny music career, I did a lot of recordings back then. And I came out of this, but what was called back then the home recording movement, right? Where you, uh, it was just the beginnings of that, where the big studios were still around. 
but I managed to replicate a lot of what they did with just a PC and an external recording card and uh, some plugins and things. And um, that was the beginning of that. And th and then I we all witnessed uh, lots of studios dying and a lot of the old big gear being available for cheap all of a sudden. Same has happened in photography where a lot of the old medium format analog cameras, the big Hasselblads and stuff, another Swedish product, um, came came uh, came into uh, into the used market. They were very uh, affordable and available all of a sudden, which changed a lot of things for a lot of people. So, um, where where do I send people? You said you're on 70 different streaming platforms. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? No matter We're, where you go? <laughs> don't matter where you go. You'll find me everywhere. And uh, I, I hate to admit that uh, my music is made in my bedroom. Uh -huh. uh, I've, uh, I've never had... I built a studio uh, that I abandoned in 2003. Mm-hmm. When I sold the house, I built a big studio with all the facilities, as you were stating. But now it would it would, have, would have been redundant anyway, because there's no need for it. It's, again, the same in photography. Those big studio spaces are going away because it's it's on demand. Wherever you are, you can set up a studio now. Yeah. yeah. So everything is getting smaller. Technology is, is uh, it's helping us, but... Uh, it's kind of the same thing as it is in my daily job where I work with the internet and, and, and technology as well. And uh, it's neat to be one of those guys who actually knows what all the, the automagic stuff is doing. Because you press a button and everything happens. But since I've been a part of building it, I know what happens in the background. Mm. And one day... Uh, things may stop working, then it would be great to have guys like you and me around that actually remembered <laughs> how, how is it actually done yeah. when it's not automatic yeah. or automagic. I mean, if you want one recommendation, like a real time capsule, you go to YouTube and there is a 10 minute video uh, about when 10cc recorded uh, uh, What's the song called? Uh, I'm not in love. You know that one? Uh, I'm pretty sure when I hear it, I know it. It's a really, really huge hit from 75. And I'm not going to uh, do any spoilers, but by watching that, you get the, the, the recognition that when people recorded stuff or took photos before, they had, they had to know what they were doing. Oh, yes. You see some of the same stuff in the in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie about about Queen, uh, uh, the the challenge of being in a studio, making things sound the way you want it. Now you can just do a plugin, and then you have it. But things haven't always been like this. Uh, Steve Lukather from Toto said that when they did the mix, there would be like four or five people controlling ten uh, faders each with ten fingers. So it would it would be a live thing. Uh, I have a friend of mine. It was a, it was a performance on the mixing board. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine was uh, with Bruce Sweden in in uh, on a workshop in in Los Angeles. Bruce Sweden was the one who was a tech uh, at uh, Thriller by Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. 
and try to guess how many different mixes did he have of Billie Jean? A hundred? 83. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not. Su I'm totally not surprised. And you, you used to see this uh, even in photography when a photographer is in the dark room making a print of a photo and he does burning and dodging uh, and then that version doesn't come out as as they want it. They do the exact same thing. It's a performance. It's like a dance in front of the uh, in front of the projection of the photo until you get it right, and that could mean to repeat the same thing ten or twenty times. But um, how do you how do you make a perception of eighty three different photos or eighty three different mixes that are almost the same? Uh, yeah, I couldn't do that. But what do we do now? What do I do now when I when I do a mix? Did a mix of a song yesterday? Yeah, you have uh, an undo. Uh, you can just no, yeah. But I, I, then I just uh, do an MP three, put it in my Dropbox, and then I have like uh, what I would call ten different listen stations. Right, uh, my car. I have my, my headphones, I have my, the ones that I'm using now. I have uh, a Bose here at my office. I have uh, two different uh, hi-fis at home. Different stations where I listen to the same song in from my Dropbox. Just to make sure it sounds good everywhere. Yeah, and if I yeah. want to do a change, I just go into the digital interface, yeah. do a small adjustment and do a down new bounce. But and then, <laughs> so it's, it's like, I feel like cheating really when you look at these videos from, from the 70s and 80s where they actually had to know what they were doing. Yeah, but us, us childs of the 80s will always feel like that's cheating. I think anyone who's growing up now doesn't doesn't perceive that as being cheating. It's just a, the Everyone normal growing way to do up now, They don't know how it was like to live with the, without internet. Yeah, we, we didn't know how to repair a plow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So, so no, that's true. I, I think one thing when you said you talked about the automatic and put a filter on it and everything's good, um, I think we still have one thing going for us, and that is uh, that the automatic systems, be it photography, be it music, uh, the 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 automagic systems where you press a button and everything happens and and is wonderful, um, those still do not know your intention, what you want. I mean, in photography, I can say I want a silhouette and the camera will brighten it up because that's not what people want. And then you do not get a silhouette. But if you have a creative intent to do something, those systems cannot can still not sense your intent. And this way, they can still not uh, really do what you want them to do in, mo in most cases. And that is still, I think, a good thing. And that goes for us. Um, I think we are we are doomed in the moment when those systems can read our minds and really know. Yeah, really what then we when it's, uh, everything is artificial, and then every everyone is creative because it takes a lot of the skill out of it. Yeah, it does. Ah, but then skill one is moment, let's yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Let's say <laughs> that the, the the day that when these systems fail, then we are really effed. Yeah, then they will come back to us and say, Chris. How do you do it? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I, I then hope. you will be like Yoda. No, no. Then I will be too old, and I will have forgotten no. everything. You know. Chris Marquardt would be like Yoda, saying, "Like this, what you need." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, on behalf of everyone listening to this show and everyone who has listened to it for more than one episode, uh, I just, I just want to thank you for letting me use. Don't matter where you go as the outro on the show i know it's not nice to talk over it but it just it's such a nice fit and i know that people are singing along 
So I guess well, they I'm can get it anywhere they like and, and then listen to the whole part of it. And Which maybe they like it, they can listen to the, some of the other stuff as well. And I would highly recommend that on the I will still, even though you're everywhere, I will still put links to your Instagram and to your homepage and stuff in the show notes so everyone can follow along. Um, thank you so much for for your service to the show this is no. just an amazing part of it it is it's part of it's part of the history of this show and you're so welcome uh, i'm uh, i kind of like it and i use you uh, i saw that that you were actually included in in um, uh, in wikipedia on my the article about me as well oh really okay it's, it's only in norwegian though but uh there we go. There, that that your your uh, the song is actually on a photo podcast called Tips from the Top Floor. <laughs> Very cool. Are there any other podcasts that use any of your music that you're aware of? Not that I know. Not that you know. Well, okay. Thank you so much for coming on the show and shedding some light on the on the backgrounds of this. I th this was a really good discussion. I really like this. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And that was it for this episode. And I really enjoyed this. Thanks again, HP, for coming on the show. This was awesome. And of course, thanks to all of you out there who support the show and especially the patrons who donate a dollar per episode or more. That's the following 45 wonderful people. Jeremy Kirvin, Jeffrey Block, Alex Kroser, Bernard Goldbach, Daniel Herdrich, Ken Davidson, Leslie Ridlin, Marco Binder, Mark uh, Matt Armstead, Peter Morrow, Scott Wurzel, Tom Stewart, Eran Pinasov, Stu Silberman, Alan Bruce Horn, Andrew B., Anthony Bartek Boski, Chad Lee Clark, Chandra, Christopher Greenhill, Dave Smith, David Recht, Enkyong, Francesco Scaglioni, Greg Anastasi, Holger Krupp, James Trimble, Jim Caldwell, John Donahue, Josh Hopko, Jasmine AMR, Ken Berrien, Kanishioka, Marvin Aaron, Michael Grunert, Peter M. Spreadling, Rob Duber, Robert Goschko, Ryan Gilio, Sina Farad, Steven Sandler, Thomas Nielsen, Trevor Palmer and Woody. Thank you so much for your support. To become a member of this group, go to tfttf.com slash Patreon. Thank you so much. And of course, music for the show by Jeff Smith, sound partner, and HP Kargerud Publishing and Slack Challenges by Respixi Matt Rapsitor Armstead, Slack Invitations by Chief Invitation Officer CIO Rusty Russ. And the link to the Slack is tfttf.com slash yslack, and it's also in the show notes. My name is Chris Marquardt. You'll find me on social media at Chris M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. Go out and take amazing photos. Share them with the world. Be nice to each other. And happy shooting.
I remember.